Ooh, welcome everyone to the BetUS NBA Pick Show. I'm your host, Sean, stacking the money green from the Sports Gambling Podcast, talking NBA picks here on a Tuesday morning with my boy Chris and Noops. What's happening, Noops? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, although a proud Philadelphia. I have to admit, I'm not much of an Eagles fan. I do love how much happier the city is. Uh, someone actually did a statistical study, Sean. I don't know if you knew this, but when the Eagles win, crime is down. Domestic violence incidents are down. Um, all sorts of horrible things are down. It's great. So if the Eagles can win, everything's better. So if anyone at the NFL is listening, let's change the script. Let's get the Eagles winning a lot of football games and keep everything in Philadelphia happy. Yeah, my uh, sister used to work at a, uh, she's a doctor. She used to work at an emergency room in Philadelphia and they would just go, okay, when does the Eagles game end? That's when there's going to be a rush because any emergency that happened during the game, they have to hold it until after the game. That is some hardcore fans. Chris, how about you? How was your, how was your Monday night? Uh, any NBA action? What'd you, what'd you have cooking up? I had a little uh, same game parlay, which I don't do very often, on Steph Curry scoring over 28 and a half and the Warriors covering seven, uh, which got very close. That didn't work out. We won our other bet. Uh, I forget what that was. Oh, the Pels. The Pels were up by like 40 at one point against the Kings and that, you know, just a bad spot for the Kings. So even night, but 11 and three overall uh, along the past week, I think I won the past five bets that I had on this show. So streaking here a little bit. Hopefully th that doesn't come to an end anytime soon. Uh, and yeah, you guys got to be happy. I guess, Sean, more about, about your Eagles, man. I was hoping once they won one Super Bowl, that, you know, the, the crazy fandom would kind of calm down a little bit. Uh, how about, how about we worse. get domestic abuse just to go down on its own without the Eagles winning? Yes. That, that would, that would be great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's always a good idea. Um, <laughs> yes, we are here talking NBA picks. What? I mean, you, you mentioned streaking. Let's take a look at our records. Things are, uh, things are turning around Not for weakless. the bet us NBA picks show slow Almost start like here, but doing or something. It's crazy. But yeah, now we're a uh, nice two games over 500. And like you said, streaking uh, noops is looking pretty good here. Leading the way at 14 and 10, Chris uh, back to 500 after a slow start, much like myself, I'm, I'm eking out uh, over 500 here, two and zero last night and let's get some more winners. And of course, I always appreciate you guys mixing it up in the chat as we get to our first game, the Toronto Raptors at the Orlando magic right now, the magic one and a half point favorites over on bet us, AKA the best place to get down on the NBA. I'll kick things off here. I like the magic in this spot. I know the Raptors have been kind of hot, but man, I, I like what I've seen out of this magic team. I, I feel like they're kind of figuring out that Banchero is the guy uh, 20 plus points in five uh, games already this month. And the magic have been playing really good defense. Number one in team defensive efficiency. Uh, please don't ask me how they calculate that. I just know it's a good stat uh, to be number one in foreign opponents points per game allowed and, and it's a small sample size but the magic have been pretty good at home three and one so far this season uh i think this is a good spot for them only land one and a half uh noops how say you on the magic and the raptors 
Yeah, this is a game where I expected to come in really excited to bet the under here. A lot of numbers came out pretty close for me. Uh, you know, we're looking at a total, I believe it's around 215, like you said. I came out pretty close to that number. I actually almost lean a little bit over here. Uh, this is going to be a weird couple days. Uh, we've got an in-season tournament game tonight. So all these games have that extra little bonus where, again, what you want to be looking for is the overs, especially in the fourth quarter, we see these teams push a lot harder at the end of games, knowing how important um, you know that point differential is in terms of being a tiebreaker. I've actually been uh, pretty surprised to hear the teams really talk about it and act on it. So I'm uh, going to stay away from the under here. Pretty tough matchup. I think that uh, the, a Magic team that has done well without Winter Carter Jr. is really going to feel that tonight. Toronto is a good job of attacking the basket, and uh, without Carter Jr., there's just not a lot of guys there. So I think it's a tough matchup for them, but everything came out pretty close to my numbers. So just pass for me all around. Yeah, uh, important point you mentioned there, how teams seem to be aware of the point differential. I'm impressed they took the time to look through all the rules. Uh, so it does seem like they're taking it more serious than uh, some would have imagined. Chris, how say you on uh, Magic Raptors? Any any takeaways here? Try to calm down my German Shepherd over here. It, it never, it never, it never <laughs> ceases to amaze me. Um, yeah, you know, this is these are two teams that I just don't like to bet very often, but I am getting a little more comfortable with the idea of betting on these Orlando Magic because of what you said, Sean. They're playing fantastic defense. They're stringing some wins together, maybe showing that they have some semblance of chemistry on offense, maybe some even consistency on offense, which we really haven't seen from them in any stretch uh, for the past few seasons. Uh, and, you know, on the Raptors' end, I guess it's a question of, you know, they're playing a little better, but that four-game home stretch. They only went two and two. You know, they won the easy games. They lost the harder games. Uh, so the question is, how good of a team is these? are these Orlando Magic, right? Because the Raptors, although they're winning a little bit more, they're not really impressing me by beating anybody of any real merit, right? And now they have to go back on the road. Uh, they're not as good away from home, typically. And you know, that, that length and the way that Orlando plays defense, just a very hardworking team. And, you know, a lower market team, too, right, which I think is an angle in these tournaments, teams that care a little bit more of being on the scene, uh, you know, in these in these games or feeling like they're, you know, at least in more important games at this point in the season in a smaller market. So I would lean magic here, just not comfortable with them just yet. You know, it starts to scare me a little bit when we talk about a guy like Bancaro, who it's it has been consistent for the past few games. But, you know, once we think it's going to be consistent, right, then, you know, then he has a stinker. Uh, so. Uh, no play for me in this one. Lean under, lean magic, but nothing I like strong enough. Yep, log it up for me. Give me the magic. Lay in the point and a half at home against the Toronto Raptors. Next up, we got the Indiana Pacers heading to Atlanta to square off against the Atlanta Hawks. Right now, the Atlanta Hawks laying three and a half. Uh, Pacers plus 140 on the money line total sitting at 251 and a half. Uh, Pacers have been playing uh, pretty good here as well as of late. Noops, I'll let you start. What's your take on uh, Pacers Hawks? Well, I'm a little surprised how casually you just said 251 and a half. I think this is the highest total we've had <laughs> in an NBA crazy. game in like the last three or four years. And that is not a mistake. And it's going up. It, it opened, I think, around 245 and a half, 246. Has been bet all the way up to 251 and a half, and uh, it's still ticking up. It's probably going to be 252, 252 and a half, even by the time we get to the show here. And 
It makes all the sense in the world. The, the two fastest teams in the NBA in terms of seconds per possession face tonight an Indiana team that pushes the ball and does it really well. It's amazing not only to see a team be so fast, but to not turn the ball over. Generally, when you see a team playing a frantic pace, turnovers become part of reality. You know, the ball's flying around, but not with Indiana for some reason. This is a fantastic offensive team. We know how good Atlanta can be when it all fits together. So should be a really fun game here, but I like Indiana quite a bit in this matchup. I'm really surprised to see this sitting at three and a half. I had this closer to, you know, Atlanta minus one and a half. Um, really couldn't even get it to two as I tried to tweak some stuff. It just, the more and more I look at this as a really nice matchup for them. Um, you know, the injury slate pretty clean, which I always like here. The schedule stuff is pretty uh, balanced across the way. And I just feel a lot more confident in what Indiana's doing and the way they match up with this team. Uh, maybe a little bit of trouble for the Pacers, given Atlanta's size advantage here at just a, at most positions. And maybe that could be a little tough that, Atlanta bench also maybe a little bit better than Indiana's, but I like the Pacers here quite a bit. I grabbed the plus four this morning. Three and a half looks good. Might even play some money line. Yeah, it does feel like uh, they could be a live dog. Chris, I see you nodding your head. Are you riding with noops here as well on the Indiana Pacers? Yeah, I was surprised to see these odds over two possessions as well, and I, I am riding with the Pacers here. There's just not a lot to dislike about what they're doing so far. Uh, they're, you know, it's not fluky. They've been very efficient from the floor. Uh, no team has more assists per game than the Pacers. They're moving the ball around well. Uh, you know, as, as fast as they fly, right, they are in rhythm. And this is a team with its core that has played together for a long time. And you add pretty selfless players in there like Obi Top and Bruce Brown. You know, they add an element of defense as well. And I, th I think this is a formidable team. It's even better that this is only their third game in seven days. They played last Tuesday, then they played Friday. So, the, so they've had a lot of time in between these spots. And I love that uh, Halliburton and Carlisle have come out and said that, you know, they're excited, they're pumped about these tournament games because it is, again, one of those spots for them to be in a little bit more of a prominent position, you know, sometimes on TV, uh, and to prove that they are a good team and a growing team, right? Three and a half points against the Hawks, against the Hawks team that, I mean, you could make a very sound argument that the Pacers, even with how high they're scoring, are playing better defense than the Hawks. The Hawks not doing a lot of things right on that end of the court. You know that Indiana is going to fly up and down and really challenge them. And until I see this momentum fizzle out, you're giving me over two possessions here, right, on the on the Pacers. Or, I'm sorry, over one possession. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Pacers here, and I think they could win this game straight up, just like Alex. So not not a lot of like on the board today, but this these odds stood out. Pacers yeah, leading no, the group two in the tournament. Oh yeah, nice, uh, nice angle there as well. Jay saying, even though it's so high, uh, probably still gonna go over. Chris and Noops officially on the Pacers plus three and a half. Lock it up for those guys. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, they, it's just it's just tough to fade them, and you're getting three and a half. Um, feels like a good number there. Next up, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers heading to Philadelphia against my and Noops' Philadelphia 76ers. Sixers lane seven and a half. Cavs plus 235 on the money line, total sitting at 219. Uh, I mean, you know, as far as the team looking pretty good, I mean, yeah, uh, uh, a couple letdown spots so far this season. But, uh, yeah, give me the Philadelphia Sixers lane seven and a half here at home. I think they'll get up. Uh, it is a, uh, you know, one of these in-season tournament games. I, I do look to some of the home teams in those spots. This, oh, this also feels like a big letdown spot. 
uh, for the Cavs. Uh, they just beat the Nuggets, so I could see th- them uh, feeling themselves a little bit after this game. And Philly's really shown up at home, six and two against the spread. Donovan Mitchell on the other side been dealing with a hamstring; he's questionable if he goes. How good does he play? And I, I mean, it's pretty simple. But Joel Embiid is back to dominating. Uh, he, you know. Uh, getting rid of James Harden. He's in that whatever, you know, when you get in a breakup and you get that revenge body feels like Joel Embiid is having a revenge season right now. Uh, Almost putting up 32 points per game, pretty basic handicap for me, but the Sixers at home right now, they're a tough out. And I think this could be a letdown spot for a otherwise decent Cavs team. Uh, Chris, how say you Cavs Sixers? Yeah, I guess you could argue on one hand that the last week, has been the worst of the Sixers weeks so far of what, four weeks into the season. Cause they did lose two games, but you know, they lost against, like we said, a formidable team in the Pacers and they had a back to back and they had to play Boston and you know, Boston's a pretty good team. So I don't think that's something to really feel that bad against uh, or about, you know, 76ers back at home. Cleveland is playing better at Evan Mobley. Mobley. I can't talk today. I like, I like his aggression out there. Darius Garland really stepping up and being a high scorer for their team recently too. Uh, I almost hope for the Cavs that Donovan Mitchell doesn't play today because they were looking pretty good without him too. Uh, But I think this line is right. You know, I I was hoping to catch like a five and a half maybe here Then I would have played Philly. Feels like maybe it's slightly too many points for the Cavs since they are playing better basketball, but I'm not going to fade the 76ers at home, especially not going to fade them since they are coming off a few losses. You know, they won recently, but uh, always, you know, always looking to stay that course, obviously. So not a lot of thoughts here. I think this. I think this spread is right. Um, kind of lean under because I do think that the Cavs could fizzle out here, and the 76ers are due for some positive regression on defense. Just scoring a lot of points, not seeing you know as as stingy play there in the in the front court. Um, but I think this is going to be a tough fought Eastern Conference game where the 76ers pull away at the end, and then it's anyone's. You know, it could win by seven, could win by eight, could win by nine. Yeah. So it's a it's a toss up at that point. Let's hope eight or nine as a guy who's on uh, Sixers minus seven and a half. And uh, Noops, you mentioned uh, things are a little better in Philly when the Eagles win. Maybe a little bump here for the Sixers and the home crowd. Uh, Nick Nurse, as overall, I'm pretty happy with what he's done as a coach. I don't know if it's enjoying Nick Nurse or just loving no Doc Rivers. It's really neck and neck as to what I'm enjoying more. But uh, what are your thoughts here, Cavs, at the Sixers? Everything came out pretty close to my numbers. I think this is an awful matchup for Cleveland. As good as their defense can be, having two rim protectors like Mobley and Jared Allen, there is no one on this team that I'm – I don't even think it's within 50 pounds of what Embiid weighs, uh, let alone within a few inches of how tall he is. I mean, uh, Jared Allen, when he was a net, Embiid destroyed him. When he's a Cavalier, Embiid has destroyed him. And there's no reason to expect anything else tonight. Uh, Maybe look at some Embiid overs and stuff like that. This is just a phenomenal matchup for him. And if you're Cleveland, you'd want to come in this game with both guards because that would be your big advantage here. The Sixers over the years, the way the team is built, they've always struggled to get, you know, a top-tier perimeter defender, let alone two Anthony Melton does a really nice job, and Batum's been good, but if they have Mitchell and Garland out, one of those guys are looking at a big night tonight. Instead, it looks like Mitchell is out. Uh, That means they'll just put Melton on Garland, and I'm sure he'll have an okay night, but it's going to be really tough for Cleveland to find a way to do well here. Um, I did see in the chat, Gabrielle Mahania asked about you know what do we think about Sixers' first half minus four. Uh, They've been a really good first half team. I think that if you're going to play the Sixers, uh, you know, look at all three. First quarter, first half, full game. Uh, Generally, when they win and cover, it, it 
it is at least two of the three, if not all three. So it seems like it's a good spot. And, you know, again, if teams are really locked into this play, in, I'm sorry, the in-season tournament, this is a playoff game. Whoever loses this game is out. Um, both of these teams, I don't know if Cleveland's left in Indiana yet, but the Sixers have. This will be their second loss in group. That's it. You're pretty much done at that point and probably out of the wild card race. So curious to see how hard these two teams push. Again, Abid has talked about it a lot, so he seems to be you know kind of focused. I think that some of these players are excited maybe to win the first in-season tournament. I'm curious to see how it goes next year, but uh, they do care. So uh, that is the only kind of... Maybe flying the ointment for such a big number. Does Cleveland push real hard at the end because they really want to win this game for the tournament? Yeah, good point. And then maybe, I, I guess on the counter, like you said, maybe Sixers do uh, keep the foot on the gas late uh, if they're if they're worried about point differential. Yeah. Um. You know, on the other side there. So lock it up for me, giving the Philadelphia Sixers at home laying seven and a half. Next up, we got the Portland Trailblazers versus the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Suns right now lane 13 points blazers plus 560 on the money line total sitting at 225 I'm looking at everyone's sheet here no one has an official play I mean for me it, it feels like good reason uh hard to talk yourself into the blazers right now 13 is uh, is a ton of points to be laying in the NBA and I didn't feel like I could trust this Suns team to quite get the cover but then on the other side how can you take the blazers on the road nothing really jumped out at me as far as a play noobs how say you on this uh blazers suns matchup i guess my first reaction was to be disappointed i don't get to play a trailblazers team total under tonight um the phoenix defense just isn't really what you're looking for and as pitiful as portland is right now missing you know their top three players and their top three guards you know so not only a star cluster it's a position cluster injury which is really rough um it's just the Phoenix defense hasn't been great. This is probably going to be a track meet of a game, you know, sort of lean towards the over here. Maybe look at some Phoenix alt spreads. Again, if, if you think, again, these teams are locked into this in-season tournament, you look at this group. Phoenix already has one loss. They need a win here, but they're also way behind in port dif point differential. You know, the Lakers are 3-0 and with 42. The Suns are at zero right now. So if there would ever be a great time to win by 15, 16 points, this would be the opportunity to do that and kind of catch back up. But Again, I don't know if the Phoenix Suns care. We'll kind of see how it goes. Maybe just keep blindly betting Suns team total overs because at, at 121, 122, 123, it doesn't matter. They go over. Yeah, Flash's boardroom saying uh, 61 uh, first half team total Suns. I, I'm guessing you're on the over uh, there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, they just seem it. to be. Yeah, they just seem to be racking up points with everyone healthy and not playing a ton of defense, which just creates these crazy kind of shootout games. Chris, any thoughts here on the Blazers Suns? No, right. I mean, the spread kind of says everything. Um, Blazers being blown out 18 points per game uh, is the average margin in their past five games. You know, Suns scoring 135 points their last three games, starting to really you know, come together in jail, obviously, with all the talent that they have, even without Bradley Beal in most of those spots. Um, so, you know, Suns at home. The only thing here, it's kind of impressive that the market still has them this big of a favor because they do have the Warriors tomorrow on tap. Now, they are at home, but maybe that's a little bit of a look-ahead spot. Like, that's your, you know, uh, apologetics for the Blazers if you're looking to play them in this spot. But I'm not going to play the Blazers. The only way to look is Phoenix Suns, and, and probably the totals are the best way. Yeah, no one wants any part uh, of the Blazers right now, and with Don't good reason. 
<laughs> yeah, don't come on. You then you have to watch this game. Even if it wins, you don't need that this kind of stress in your life. <laughs> no. It, yeah, it's one of those bets. It's like, well, then you still have to spend two hours, two and a half hours rooting for the Blazers. You don't want to be in that position. Uh, bet on Utah, Skyler Mars. Yeah, exactly. What's that, a Nickelodeon character? Come on. <laughs> uh, last game of our slate, the Utah Jazz head to Los Angeles to square off against the Lakers. Lakers laying a big number here, seven and a half jazz plus two fifty on the money line total sitting at two thirty six and a half. Uh, I was taking a look at the jazz, but I, man, I can't take the, I love the jazz as a sneaky home team, but on the road here. Um, yeah. Didn't feel like I could completely trust them. How say you Chris on this, uh, jazz Lakers matchup? I was, I was maybe trying to talk myself into a jazz play. Couldn't quite get there. What's your thoughts uh, on this matchup? Yeah, I was waiting to play the Lakers, and then it came out of seven and a half, and that that's not something I'm doing. I'm not going to bet uh, the Lakers at minus seven and a half. I mean, that that is a reason alone. Maybe you know they they played better. They strung a few wins together. Uh, LeBron James, you know, coming out and saying that he he just wants to tell everybody that he's still here. I mean, that dude is going on forty years old, folks, and he, and he's still. Uh, can still dominate some games. It's pretty impressive. Uh, but I mean, seven and a half is a lot of points for the Lakers. But on the other hand, the Jazz, where it looks like they're starting to figure some things out offensively, they're putting up some points. Guys like Jordan Clarkson and just and just their starters in in general, you just can't can't count on them to play a lot of defense. Uh, and you know, when you have the Lakers, who I believe are off a little rest here, no, I guess two days in a double overtime. So I guess not. Uh, but still, you know, when you play the Lakers and they're playing well and the kind of size that they have, it's going to be a mismatch for L.A. in this one. Uh, so, I mean, I, I still lean Lakers with seven and a half is a lot of points to just immediately think that the Lakers are going to, you know, start to uh, have, have that kind of high level chemistry each and every game. I mean, all it takes is an Anthony, Anthony Davis sleepy game or LeBron James sitting out, which I think he might. I think he's questionable for this one. So. Um, nothing on this game wanted to play the Lakers, but I do think that the spread is right. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I mean, LeBron is sneaking up there as a guy who randomly late last minute sit injury management, as they call it. They're not no longer allowing load management, but injury management is okay. Uh, noobs, how say you on this uh, jazz Lakers game? I just want to say again, like you said, Chris, he's almost 40 years old. We're 21 years into LeBron James NBA career. And I think the, you know, what that really means is we now get to have the nuanced debate between maybe not who is the best player of all time. So we can yell at each other about Michael Jordan and LeBron James. But if you start to look at the NBA player that's had the best career, you're looking at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You're looking at LeBron James. I mean, as good as Jordan was, it wasn't 21 years of this crap. And there seems to be no <laughs> end in sight. So it's just staggering. And when I look at this game, this is this is one of the harder games to handicap because these two teams play basketball in a very different way. Utah wants to play at a fast pace. Um, there's a lot of threes. Everything is very open. Uh, or the Lakers prefer to play a little bit slower, grind the game out a bit more. So it can be tough in these situations to figure out who's going to control the pace of this game. But uh, this looks like a Lakers game to me, and that means under. Uh, this total is at 237, 236.5. I, I don't have it even at 230. I, I don't understand why uh, this total is so high. I think the market may be just kind of looking at both teams and uh, mixing them 
them together as opposed to trying to think about kind of how this matchup is going to go and who will actually dictate what happens. Now, again, these in-season tournament games have been a little better for the over, but uh, the Lakers are 3-0, like I mentioned. All they have to do is keep winning these games. They're going to win their group. So you can kind of throw all the in-season tournament stuff out there that will kind of push you towards an over. Uh, again, maybe it's a blowout, but even against bad teams when they win comfortably, it's been really low-scoring games for the Lakers. Um, now there's always a chance LeBron's out and Anthony Davis is out, and that kind of changes everything in a big way. But it seems like they're going to play tonight. And again, just feels kind of like a Lakers game to me. If it is, this total is much too high. So give me the under. We still Sean. Oh, well, I'm back. Sean. Well, could, oh, is, I can hear him. There he is. We, we Sorry, were lost guys, without lost. a host. We were we didn't know what, what to do, what to say. <laughs> I was worried I was going to make him host. <laughs> hey, I can host. I can, hey. I can wrap it up. Hanging on, hanging in here. Uh, yes, no, nailed it on the. Uh, I was still, even though my video was froze, I was still hearing Noobs' uh, take on the under. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking it over, especially with the way this, uh, with both teams have been playing here, shooting the ball. Moving over to the next section, we got the Q and A. Keep the uh, questions coming. Appreciate it. Uh, Gabriel uh, asked earlier about the 76ers first half. Uh, at minus four noops was, uh, pointing out. He likes that. I mean, I- I'm with you, uh, at minus four, that feels like a good price. So, uh, obviously I'm on the Sixers at seven and a half. I'll, I'll play the full game rather than the first half, but I'm, I also think first half makes sense there. Bruno wants to know, what do you guys think about magic minus a half in the first half? They usually start off really strong and are at home. Yeah. I mean, I, I like magic for the game at minus one and a half. Uh, so I will, I would lean, uh, them on the first half as well. Uh, but Chris, how say you, uh, magic first half, any thoughts? Yeah, I'd have to look at some first half stats and I, I, I haven't done that. So I don't want to give a, you know, out an angle that I'm not, I'm not that confident about. Uh, but sure. You know, I mean, I do, I do think, I do think that the magic are playing better basketball right now and Toronto on the road is a team I don't trust. So I would lean that direction, but that's just anecdotal. I don't really have the data to back it up. Yeah, I would have to do a deeper dive to, to say which I like them, uh, which I like better. But I'll I'll stick with the full game at minus one and a half. Noobs, any thought on Magic first half? Yeah, I think uh, the Magic have been a little bit better in the first half, but it's hard to handicapping Toronto the last week or so has been a little tough. Something has changed in the way that team is organized. Uh, I need to watch a couple Raptors game because their performances the last week and a half or so seem to look much better. Scotty Barnes level of play has been, uh, incre- has been much better the last week and a half. So I kind of need to get into that. I feel like I'm a little behind on Toronto. So one of the reasons I'm kind of passed on this game, but uh, yeah, I kind of a high level. I think magic first half was a good number, maybe like a Raptors team total under something like that, or, a magic team total over in the first half uh, might be another good way to look at it, but uh, yeah, lean magic, but something's going on in Toronto. That I don't quite understand. All right. Any more questions? If not, we can move over to the best bets section and appreciate all your questions. And of course, smashing that subscribe button, tossing some thumbs up in the chat. Uh, Chris, his best bet is the Pacers plus three and a half. Noops is co-signing that one. I'm on my Magic Island at minus one and a half. Also like the 76ers minus seven and a half. And Noops likes the Jazz Lakers under 236 and a half. So a nice, nice slate here we got going. Uh, Chris, always appreciate it. Always appreciate chopping it up. Where can people check you out? 
at Farley Bets on Twitter. We will be back tomorrow, um, and it's a huge slate. What, what what teams don't have a back-to-back tonight? I mean, it's like almost every single team. So look forward to a stack slate from us tomorrow at Farley Bets. Yes, tons of games coming back. Uh, as we do every uh, Monday through Friday, we'll be off on Thanksgiving, but noon east, 9 a.m. Pacific. Smash that subscribe button, as the kids say. Noobs, where can we check you out? I'm just thinking about what would be on Sean's Magic Island. It sounds kind of like a fun amusement park kind of deal. Maybe I'll just be Sean's Magic Island on Twitter for a week. (laughs) Yes, uh, hit me up. Hit me up at Sean T. Green. Uh, Tell me what you think should be on my Magic Island. Again, appreciate everyone checking out the show. For Chris, for Noobs, I'm Sean Second Money Green. Let it ride.